Welcome to this week's Byron in the News. In the news this week, we've continued to hear about the coronavirus, which is, of course, a catastrophe throughout the world at the moment, closing countries down, however strong, however powerful. And of course, many people are asking, how could this have happened? How could it be that the world is so quickly brought to its knees? And when we see the events in the world, we see that despite the amazing advances in science and medicine, humans cannot rely on themselves to solve the problems in the world today. And this, of course, is a problem for humanists who believe that humans are best placed to solve the problems in the world. I want to quote from the Humanist Society of Western New York, who say that humanism is a belief that when people are free to think for themselves using reason and knowledge as their tools, they are best able to solve the world's problems. And the problems that humanism, so the problem that humanists face is that not only are humans not able to solve this problem, it is that the very actions of humans are what will, are the cause of this crisis. And many of us already know that the coronavirus came, is believed to have come at least, from the wet markets in China, where animals from throughout the world, all over the world, are brought dead and alive, where they're cramped together, they're slaughtered and butchered inside the market, often, often to order. Living animals are contaminated with the blood and the faeces of other animals who are kept in close proximity to them. And in, in these markets, you'll see an amazing range of animals, almost anything you can think of. Um, snakes, rats, crocodiles, um, pigs, dogs, chickens, pangolins and bats. And bats are, of course, are believed to be the source of the coronavirus. And in nature, these animals would never even end up in the same continent let alone in the same cramped conditions of the wet markets, bringing these animals together along with humans to make a perfect environment um, for viruses to jump between species, which is, of course, what has happened with the coronavirus. And so what you can see is that humans, far from solving the problems of the world, are actually the cause of this problem that we see in the world today. When we look in the book of Exodus, chapter 15, verse 26, we read that God tells Israel that if they were to keep his commandments, he would protect them from disease. We read, um, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. So we see that in this law that God gave to Moses over 3,000 years ago, he, he, told, he told Israel that if they were to keep his laws, he would protect them from disease. And as we look at this, which we'll do now, we see that if man had just been keeping the very basics of this law um, that was given to Israel 3,000 years ago, the coronavirus could never have come into existence um, and we would not have this problem that we see today. Uh, first, if we just look at the animals they were permitted to eat, and therefore the animals that they'd be interacting with, we find that there's some very restrictive laws put on Israel. I'm going to read quite a long section from Leviticus chapter 11. Read, And the Lord spake unto Moses and to Aaron, saying unto them, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, These are the beasts which ye shall eat among all the beasts that are on the earth, whatsoever part of the hoof, and is cloven-footed, and cheweth the cud, among the beasts that ye shall eat. Nevertheless, these shall ye not eat of them that chew the cud, or of them that divide the hoof. As the camel, because he cheweth the cud, but divideth not the, not the hoof, he is unclean to you. And the coney, because he cheweth the cud, but divideth not the hoof, 
he is unclean unto you. And the hare, because he cheweth the cud, but divideth not the hoof, he is unclean to you. And the swine, though he divide the hoof, and be cloven-footed, yet he cheweth not the cud, he is unclean to you. Of their flesh ye shall not eat, and their carcass shall ye not touch, they are unclean unto you. These shall ye eat of all that are in the waters, whatsoever hath fins and scales, in the waters and in the seas and in the rivers, them shall ye eat. And all that have not fins and scales in the sea and in the rivers, of all that move in the waters, and of any living thing which is in the waters, they shall be an abomination unto you. They shall be even an abomination unto you. Ye shall not eat of their flesh, but ye shall have their carcasses in abomination. Whatsoever have, hath no fins nor scales in the waters, that shall be an abomination unto you. And these are they which ye shall have in abomination among the fowls. They that be not, they shall not be eaten. They're an abomination. The eagle, the ossifrage, the osprey, and the vulture, and the kite after his kind, every raven after his kind, the owl and the nighthawk and the cuckoo, and the hawk after his kind, the little owl, owl the cormorant, and the great owl, the swan, the pelican, the gear eagle, the stork, the heron after her kind, and the lapwing, and the bat. All fowls that creep, upon, creep going upon all four shall be an abomination unto you. Yet these may ye eat of every flying creeping thing that goeth upon all four, which hath legs above their feet to leap withal upon the earth. Even these of them ye shall eat, the locust after his kind, and the bold locust after his kind, and the beetle after his kind, and the grasshopper after his kind. But all other flying creeping thing, which hath four feet, shall be an abomination unto you. And for these ye shall be unclean. Whosoever toucheth the carcass of them shall be unclean until the even. And whosoever beareth aught of the carcass on them shall wash his clothes and be unclean unto the even. The carcasses of every beast which divideth the hoof and is not cloven-footed, nor cheweth the cud, are unclean unto you, every one that toucheth them shall be unclean. And whatsoever goeth upon his paws, among all manner of beasts that go on all four, these are unclean unto you. Whosoever toucheth their carcass shall be unclean until the even. And he that beareth the carcass of them shall wash his clothes, and be unclean unto the even, they are unclean unto you. These also shall be unclean unto you among the creeping things that creep upon the earth, the weasel, the mouse, the tortoise after his kind, the ferret, the chameleon, the lizard, the snail, the mole. These are unclean to you, all that creep. Whosoever doth touch them, when they be dead, shall be unclean even unto the even. And upon whatsoever any of them, that are, uh, when they are dead, doth fall, it shall be unclean whether it be any vessel of wood, or raiment, or skin, or sack. Whatsoever vessel it be, wherein any work is done, it must be put into water, it shall be unclean until the even, so it shall be cleansed. And every earthen vessel, whereinto any of them falleth, whatsoever is in, shall be unclean, and ye shall break it. Of all meat, which may be eaten, and on which, um, which such water cometh, shall be unclean, and all drink that may be drunk in every such vessel shall be unclean. And everything hereupon, any part of their carcass falleth, shall be unclean, whether it be whether it be oven or range for pots, they shall be broken down, for they are unclean, and shall be unclean unto you. Nevertheless, a fountain or pit, wherein there is plenty of water, 
shall be clean, but that which toucheth their carcass shall be unclean. And if any part of their carcass fall upon any sowing seed, which is to be sown, it shall be clean. But if any water be upon the seed, and any part of their carcass fall therein, it shall be unclean unto you. And if any beast of which ye may die, which so, and if any beast of which ye may eat die, he that toucheth the carcass thereof shall be unclean unto the even. He and he that eateth of the carcass shall wash his clothes and be unclean unto the even. And he also that beareth the carcass on it shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the even. And every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth shall be an abomination, it shall not be eaten. Whatsoever goeth upon the belly, whatsoever goeth upon all fours, or whatsoever hath more feet among all creeping things that creep upon the earth, them ye shall not eat, they are an abomination. Ye shall not make yourselves abominable with any creeping thing that creepeth, neither shall ye make yourselves unclean with them that ye should be defiled thereby. For I, the Lord your God, I am the Lord your God, ye shall therefore sanctify yourselves, and ye shall be holy, for I am holy, neither shall ye defile yourselves with any manner of creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. For I am the Lord that bringeth you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God, ye shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. This is the law of the beasts, and of the fowl, and of every creeping thing that moveth in the waters, and of every creature that creepeth upon the earth, to make a difference between the unclean and the clean, and between the beast that may be eaten and the beast that may not so be. So here we have a set of rules for the children of Israel so they would know which animals they could and which animals they couldn't eat. And if we think back to the wet mar markets in Asia, just imagine how different they would look if the law of Moses was observed in them. First, the number of species would be a lot less, and this by itself would reduce the number of different viruses and diseases that humans would be coming in contact with. Secondly, we see that the animals that are excluded are none other but the very ones we know today carry viruses humans are most vulnerable to. The worst of these animals is, of course, the bat, which, as well as um, the coronavirus, is also the source of um, Ebola and SARS. Camels are believed to have given us MERS, pigs, um, of course, swine flu, and rats are known for carrying all types of diseases. And all these animals are unclean. So just by taking these unclean animals out of the markets, um, they, it would make the chance of a virus like we see today much, much less likely. And we read that any object that touches an unclean animal becomes unclean and must be purified. And if it's an earthen vessel, which we now know cannot be effectively cleaned with water because the um, impurities can get into the material itself, um, those vessels must be broken and are not to be used again. And of course, in real life, and things happen, um, people will come in contact occasionally with these kind of animals. If an animal like this dies on someone's property, they might have to move it. And so the law provides a way that a person who touches an animal like this can become clean. They have to, um, they have to wash, their, wash themselves in the even and are unclean um, for the, that whole day. So anything they touch would become unclean as well and have to be cleaned. If they carry the object or the animal they have to clean their clothes as well and there's a and there's a greater uh, extent of purifying that must be done and everything that they touch during the period and everything that touches a thing that they have touched and um, would have to be purified when we look at 1 Samuel 20 verse 26 we find that because of these laws it would be expected that someone would avoid a social gathering such as a new moon feast like with the one we read of hosted by Saul 
When David doesn't attend, Saul assumes it must be because he's unclean. And so we see that the people keeping the law of God, when they were unclean, and this being unclean can be caused by a number of reasons, such as showing symptoms of particular illnesses, and they would be kept separate from others and would be required to wash and wouldn't go to an event like a new moon feast. And a lot of this in the 21st century can seem quite obvious. And to some degree, this is just because our Western culture still has some historical roots in Judeo-Christian values. But it's also true that we'll see some creatures in the list that seem quite gross to eat, but were still permitted to be eaten because they are, in fact, perfectly safe. And this is these are animals like the locust and the beetle. Um, and equally, there's some animals in the list that would seem fairly safe to eat. They don't seem gross to us, um, but they are um, forbidden. And we know today that they are more dangerous than the clean animals. And so we see that those who had no knowledge of science and medicine at all over 3000 years ago, who simply kept and trusted God's law, were protected from outbreaks that we see today when man has an has has amazing advances in understanding and of disease and medicine and to use to avoid them. And so we see that the suffering today is not solved by man. The problems man has aren't solved by man, but many of them are caused by man. And it is only God who is best placed to be able to solve the problems we have in the world today when he sends his son to rule this earth in Jerusalem and his law goes again forth from Zion. Join us again next week for another edition of Bible in the News.